Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Legendary. I'm your co-host Adam Bloor. And I am your other co-host, this Bill Martin Dye. Yeah, so this is the second episode. Well, we're going to talk to you about a legend that we both, two separate legends, yeah. that we have both found interesting, the history behind it, and how we ended up at the point where we all believe what we believe now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, last week we did um, sort of hometown folklore. For each of us, just to give you a bit, of, get a back, bit of background on us, about the areas where we're from. Um, found yours much more interesting than mine because I think mine was just a bit of like backcountry bigotry, probably, and then they just couched some folklore on it. <laughs> um, I like the, I like the, I like the creepy English stuff because it's it's so old that. Well, and this week we decided to do the opposite. We have taken yeah. it way forward mm-hmm. and brought. It up to date with some of the more most current, more modern, stuff. more modern legends that we knew were out there. But I think mm-hmm. both of us didn't have much. I was pretty aware of mine, okay, um, because I got kind of into that that whole thing when I was at university. Because around the time it started really blowing up, um, but we both I think picked creepy pastas, which is how modern. Mine started as that, and yeah. then it devolved. Yeah, so mine did too. Okay. Um, I'm going to pretend like it didn't, because there's some interesting stuff that went into the creation of this of this folklore. But yeah, if you don't know what a creepypasta is, it's a portmanteau. It's a combination of the word... I know none of this, and I did the research <laughs> too. <laughs> a creepypasta is a portmanteau of the word copy... of copy. It's creepy and copypasta. Copypasta is a thing that... Um, Capybara? Like the <laughs> no, it does sound like that. No, copy pasta is stuff that gets copied and pasted around the internet. Like it like makes the rounds. It's super popular. It's not necessarily like the creepy pasta thing sort of took that and made it folklore. Like has uh-huh. introduced like modern folklore. But it is just like I wish I had an example of it. But you when you if you're on the internet, well, we will have yeah. examples of it because that's yeah, what we're doing. I meant like an example of just like a normal copy. Oh, okay. Um. They will include that later, but it is just like you—you'll know it if you see it because it just like gets plastered. Like when people are acting like tough guys on the internet, and they're like, "I'm a marine, like I'm an ex-marine," and if you talk back to me through the internet, I'll come to your house and beat you up or something. That's like copy pasta. So creepy pasta is these things sort of just propagate themselves okay. across the internet. All right, and just so that everyone knows what we're going to talk about uh, this week, mm-hmm. Adam is talking about. Now, did you discover, is it Slenderman or Slenderman? Uh, I think Slenderman is like how the English would pronounce it, because you guys do that with stuff. Um, it's two words. Okay. It's Slenderman. Um, everywhere that I've heard it pronounced, because there's several documentaries on the internet that sort of document his... I feel like Slenderman is like George Slenderman. It's, yeah, it's like if you were like, if you were, if you were like memeing on the Slenderman, you'd be like, oh, it's just the Slenderman here to... Do some spooky stuff. Yeah, no, it is, it's Slenderman. Um, so that's what Adam's going to talk about. And I am going to talk about the elevator ritual. But that will then devolve into the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. You've given me some hints about your um, 
your research this weekend has been pretty, I'm pretty amped to hear what yeah. you talk about. Yeah, it's going to be different. All right, who wants to go first? You can go first, because I went first last time. Oh, that's not fair. And You've got loads it's, more information than me. No, no, I don't. Look, no, you can't see this, but I only have like two pages of A4 paper. Adam is Which like, is like absolutely manic looking. Adam, I look insane. <laughs> My notes make me look like a crazy person. Adam is like old school, like scribble everything down journalist. He actually has a background in journalism. Whereas I am copy and paste. I am You're copy pasta. I am copy pasta. This is copy pasta the episode. So I'm gonna talk about the elevator game or ritual, which originated in maybe Korea, maybe Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just on Creepypasta. Yeah. I couldn't find the original website that talked about it. I apparently... Okay, so apparently these ritual games are a big thing. Now, I personally thought that the elevator game was more of a standalone. So when I started looking at it, mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be more of a standalone. It isn't. Okay. There's a whole host of these rituals that you can undertake to create certain things. Okay. So some of them... That you see ghosts, and some of them have demons that follow. Oh, you. okay. Like um, a literal, like a, like like a, a literal supernatural yeah, demon like summoning ritual. Very tropey. Okay. Yeah. So actually, I then had a choice: did I want to go down the ritual route, mm. or did I want to go down the other way that the elevator ritual took me? Uh huh. And I decided to go the other way. Yeah. But just first of all, let me tell you about the elevator ritual. Yes. So. It's considered to be one of the most dangerous and scary of these games. It's when you, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but when you use the word game, is that interchangeable with the word ritual? Yes. Okay. okay. So I it's think it perhaps depends on how you feel about oh, what you're oh, doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I have a tendency to use the word game. Mm, that's because you have a bubbly personality. Whereas I think other people who might think that it's going to take them to the parallel universe that mm. it's reported to take them to might refer to it as a ritual. Ooh. Dual universes? Yes. All right, let's get so, into it. It makes you enter a different world. Okay. Now, I'm actually interested to know whether you know anything about Fable Forge. Never heard of it. Okay, so in my research, I ended up on a subreddit. Okay. Three Kings, which is another one of these rituals. And in it got mentioned a few times, Fable Forge. Mm -hmm. And I could find very little information on what Fable Forge hmm. was. It is a user on Reddit. Okay. But a, a user or a subreddit? It's a user okay. on Reddit. But Fable Forge keeps coming back as being someone that keeps populating the elevator game. Okay. But I can't figure out whether this is an entire genre of fiction. Yeah. Built around this idea that you go to this parallel universe mm -hmm. that Fable Forge found called Shadow Something. Yeah. Or if it's like... A video game. <laughs> That's really cool, uh, because I'll get into that a little bit with mine. That's, we're falling a bit into categories called alternate reality games, which is something that we might want to dig into in another episode. But I, I will talk about it a bit in mine Yeah, as well. so I kind of I decided to not go down that route. Yeah. I think perhaps based on just even the few years age difference between mm. us, also the fact that you're more into kind of video games and, and things like that and internet stuff. culture yeah. stuff. This might be something that's more exciting for you to investigate oh, yeah, yeah, than yeah. for me to investigate. So yeah. I went down my comfortable route on it, which was kind of true crime and haunting. Yeah, that's awesome. But let me tell you how you play the elevator game if you wanted to. Right. And what's involved. Are we not advocating that people play the elevator I game? I could not give a... <laughs> 
<laughs> if you have a building that has more than 10 floors and an elevator that's not very busy, feel free to give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it's not very dangerous if oh, you follow okay. the rules. I didn't know if there was like... There's rules. If we were going to be advocating like human sacrifice on this podcast. No. We're not going to get there yet. Maybe like in a season or two. Yeah, there's rules. Yeah. If you follow the rules, apparently you're safe. If okay. you don't follow them, you're in a demonic parallel <laughs> universe for the rest of your life. What's the drawback, really? Whatever. <laughs> so you go into the first floor of a lift, mm -hmm. and no one is allowed to be with you. Then you press the fourth button, then you press the second, then you go to fourth floor, then second floor, sixth floor, second floor, and then fifth floor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little nauseous. Yeah. On the fifth floor. Two four two five six, or two four two six five. Four two six two five. Okay. Okay. There was like a whole thing about how this leads to a Bible verse. I'm wondering if there's some number stuff in there. There is apparently some number stuff to do with a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. It got really weird, <laughs> and I couldn't even read the Bible verse properly because it's weird. It was weird, so yeah. I just left it. Okay. Cool. When you get to the fifth floor, yeah. a woman is going to get on the elevator with you. Okay. Now, this is where people go wrong. Yeah. Okay? You are not allowed to look at, acknowledge, or talk to this woman. How do you know she way. gets on the elevator, then? Well, because you can see who gets on the elevator. I think you weren't without... supposed to look at her. Well, like, you're supposed to look at the floor, look okay. at the buttons, look at the corner. You're not, like, yeah. directly Okay, 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 okay. Okay, but this is where people go wrong, because there's very vivid descriptions of what this woman's supposed to look like <laughs> right. on the internet. Right, And she covers a whole range of things. She might look like your mother, mm -hmm. or your sister, or some random person who lives on that floor in your building. Okay. Real because, person, though. You know, like she might have just got on the elevator. <laughs> who actually got on the lift. Um... There's one particularly scary story about a woman who got in the elevator at the fifth floor when someone was playing this and was saying, like, help me, you've got to come and help me. And the girl on the elevator just totally ignored her. Oh, no. Which, assuming that this was not a demon trying to possess her in some way, yeah. God, she must have come off like a crazy... Yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> all right, so you don't acknowledge this woman. If you do, she's either going to follow you home or she's going to take you away. I'm not really sure. You're going to get haunted by this woman. Okay. So ignore her. Press the button to go to the first floor. The elevator will go to the tenth floor as opposed to the first floor. Okay. And when you get to the tenth floor, you've reached the other world. Okay. Now, you can go into it and you can have one around if you want. Yeah. To get out again, mm -hmm. you have to get back on the same elevator, which some people have said is very confusing. Okay. Because apparently, I guess, it can spin you around and you don't know where you are. Okay. You have to get back on the same elevator, mm -hmm. and then you have to follow the ritual in reverse. Okay. So, like... That all tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Six, then, five, four, four two, whatever. five, two, one. And then you get off at one, and, and, and you're, you're fine. Okay. Okay. People say that when you get off at the tenth floor, it's very dark. You might see an orange or red light Is there. it an attic with an exit sign in the back <laughs> of the corridor? I have no idea. Um, and someone took a photo of it. Apparently electronics might not work when you get there. Mm -hmm. Of course it wouldn't. Why would it? There was a whole interesting Reddit thing about can you take a weapon with you when you go mm -hmm. to the 10th floor? Okay. Which, I mean, is an interesting thing to try. Could anyone try it? Well, but that, as far as I can tell, there's no one at the 10th floor when you get there. Yeah. So why do you need a weapon? Just in case, I guess. Because people are paranoid. Yeah. So. You then repeat the thing and you go back. So where it goes wrong is you don't get back on the same elevator, you talk to the woman on the fifth floor, mm -hmm. or you don't do the right number of floors in reverse. Apparently then you're just stuck in this parallel other world where 
everything seems just a little off in the normal world. Ooh, that, that's like worse than like being stuck in hell. Yes, particularly <laughs> if you're the kind of teenage girl that might play this game, uh, where by the time you get off, you could pretty much convince yourself of that, in oh my opinion. Oh, lord. <laughs> okay, so that is the elevator game. Like I said, the Three Kings subreddit mentions it a lot. Okay, I've never heard of that either. Really odd, and I'm sure when you go into the rituals of <laughs> yeah. creepypasta, that is a great I'm resource. I'm very, very, very interested. To Three Kings is another one where you sit in a chair in an attic and there's a light and a mirror and... Are these, any of these, like, when you were doing your research, did you find that these were based in any sort, any other folklore? Nothing I... So I decided to not go down searching okay. e- searching Even, each like, of these. Or... No, there's one called the Hooded Man, and I decided to just not go down that route because honestly, did it just seem like too much? Like it might have just been a lot of information that didn't really add, like pertain to. Anything. Well, okay, so because the reason why I'm interested in the Elevator game, mm-hmm. the reason why I know about the Elevator game, because I don't know much about Internet Legends. My thing's much more historical yeah. legends. Yeah. The reason why all of that is because I am really into true crime. Mm-hmm. And there is a very famous murder, maybe, in February of 2013 okay. of Elsa Lam. Never heard of her. No. I heard about her, I believe, on one of my other favorite podcasts mm-hmm. where people talk about crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, uh, Lam was a daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong. She came from Vancouver. She was studying at the British University of British Columbia, and she decided to go traveling in 2003. She had very well-documented health issues, mm-hmm. including a blog where she actually talked about her health issues and like her fights with medication and what she was taking. Mm-hmm. And she decided to go traveling. Anyway, so she ended up in the Hotel Cecily. Cecilia? Cecily. Okay. It's... <laughs> Okay, C-E-C-I-L, Cecil. C-E-C-I-L, Cecil. Cecil. And my mother's dog is called Cecilia, which is why I'm having trouble trying to remember this. <laughs> C-C Hotel. Um, and she ended up in the Cecil Hotel, which we'll go into next. <clears throat> she was apparently very happy during the day. She went into a bookshop, bought some presents for her parents to take back when she went back to Vancouver. And... A, a day later, her parents hadn't heard from her. She checked in almost every day, and they began to get a little worried. Mm-hmm. No one had still, no one had seen her. Jumping ahead a little bit, the hotel guests started complaining of something in their water, and their water not smelling very good. Ew. And they went upstairs to look at the water tank, mm. and unfortunately, she was decomposing in the water tank. Now, that's awful and horrific. Yeah. Her death, I'm going to get this out here right now. Her death has been ruled as suicide. Okay. That is the official yeah, the whole... cause of death. Mm-hmm. In uh, Her body was found on the morning of the 17th, uh, 19th of February, so about six days later. Okay. They, there was an investigation to determine how she died, but still they have not really been able to determine how she got into the tank in the first place. Mm-hmm. The doors and the staircase that access the hotel roof are locked, with only the staff having passcodes. And any attempt to force them would have triggered an alarm. Mm-hmm. She also trying to actually get into the tanks themselves would have been quite an effort. Mm-hmm. And as a way to commit suicide, kind of weird. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's many ways to commit suicide in the middle of Los Angeles that don't involve jumping into a 
water tank on the rooftop of a hotel that you can't access easily. She could have used the fire escape to get up there. Mm -hmm. But that would directly contradict why we're going to talk about the elevator game. Okay. So, on February 15th, so this is before she was found. Four days, right? Yeah, this is after she went missing, but Mm -hmm. before she was found. The LAPD released a video of the last last known sighting of her. Mm-hmm. She is in the elevator and she is behaving super weirdly. Okay. Now, this is a podcast. Yeah. Yes, it so, is. So, describing to you the, how she looks in the elevator is very, very hard to do. We could always throw the video in the, yeah. in the show notes or something. However, what I would like you to do is watch this. Yeah. Okay? And just have a look at it in... Tell me kind of what you're seeing. Can you make it full screen? Yeah. We're not going to watch all of it. Okay. But. So the door opens and she comes in. Yeah. And she's wearing a red hoodie and a black skirt. And she's kind of crouching down and pressing all the buttons. Yeah. Okay. And then she goes and stands in the corner of the lift. Mm-hmm. And then this nothing happens for a while. Oh, well, yeah, because. Okay. And she keeps looking out the door and trying to see who's out there. And now she's creeping out the door, and she's creeping around, and she walks around the corner, and nothing. And then she just slowly starts moving her hands, and it's like she starts talking to somebody. Uh-huh. You see that? Like, she's yeah. moving her hands and arms and everything. And she comes back inside, and the lift doors are still not closing. hmm She's pressing buttons, and she's trying to make the lift doors close. You've got to assume that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is the video so low-res? I don't know. It's a really crappy hotel. Okay, so then she goes back outside and she starts talking and gesturing again, like yeah, it's. I mean, quite... it I mean, I, w- I don't know if people gesture like that in normal conversation. It's quite weird, right? Yeah, her behavior I mean, is super erratic, and there doesn't appear to be anyone on here at all. No, I mean, there's no one else that we can see in the shot, unless there's someone right around that wall. Yeah, unless there's someone holding right behind the wall. But she is talking to the right side of the lift now, the right side of the outside of the lift. So, and, the, and she was yeah. gesturing to the left side, and we didn't see anyone cross no. the door of the elevator. And then the elevator door closes, and she's not Yeah, inside. now we're about three minutes in, and the elevator door closes, and she's not inside it. Okay? Then it opens again, and there's no one there. Yeah. Then it closes again. Yeah, but well, it's going to every floor that it was called to now, yeah. right? And that is the last anyone sees of her. Okay. Now, <clears throat> as you can imagine, this has led a lot of people mm-hmm. to think that what she was trying to do is play the elevator game. Yeah. She was doing it wrong. But by every by every possible. She didn't even hit the right numbers on the... No, it's actually... Because it would have been odd all the way up one side, right? Because it would have been like one, three, five, nine. And you've got to get to the floor and then... And then to... hit the button. Yeah. So, it's still super weird and super creepy. Yeah. And she's not acting... Mm-hmm. Normally. Normally. But she has mental health yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. She might not have had... I was going to say, they do like a tox screening. They do. She doesn't seem to have any medication in her body. She has a slight... Alcohol, yeah. raised alcohol level, but we're talking nine days after she... Right, after she died. And she was in a tank. Yeah. So actually the top screen is pretty... But to every account during the day, she was... Normal. Normal. Hmm. And that's it about Lisa Lam. Okay, so yeah, that is, that is really, really weird. There's... <clears throat> they have declared it a suicide. Mm-hmm. And... There's no footage of her going... Like, up the stairs to the tank, nope. and there's no way that 
I mean, there's probably footage to the fires. If she were to climb up the fires, there'd have to be footage on the outside. It's a hotel. I'm assuming there has to be. It's really strange because there's no, no one's ever mentioned. Plus, if she is dealing with a psychosis in this video, mm -hmm. I'm not sure she would be able to climb a fire or escape. Probably not. No. 11th or 13th floor. That's a lot of... Yeah, because I mean, Coordination. at that point, cause if, well, and if suicide was her goal, this is terrible yeah. to say, but she probably would have just thrown herself off of the fire escape. It is a really creepy yeah, whodunit. Yeah, that is weird. And one of those ones that I guess stuck with me because the elevator game stuck with me because I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And I watched a video of mm -hmm. her and it is weird. And there is, by the way, evidence that the video was doctored in various places. So we don't know that the whole video is oh, actually really? what's being seen. Okay. So, so she could actually be talking to somebody that we yeah. just never see cross the, the lens of the camera. Which I guess leads, maybe she got into an altercation with an employee. I mean, like, if it, if it wasn't yeah. a suicide, then maybe she got into an altercation with an employee at the hotel in some manner. But then why would they have not pursued? I don't know. So, really, really creepy death. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it was to do with the elevator game, but let's suspend disbelief, disbelief for a minute yeah. and let's talk about Hotel Cecil. Okay. So, in 2015, the fifth season of American Horror Story was, uh, was inspired by her death. Okay. Ryan Murray said, Ryan Murphy said that the next season would be set in a hotel in present day Los Angeles. He was inspired, he added, by a surveillance video of a young woman who got into an elevator at a down ho downtown hotel mm -hmm. and was never seen again. That's interesting. He did not mention her name, but it was believed that he was talking about that. Right. How, did you ever watch American Horror? Um, I watched the first season, um, and then really just sort of stopped enjoying so, it. I tried to watch the first season for the reason that I was, mm -hmm. I actually don't like horror. No, you so, didn't. No, you don't. Uh, it was never going to work for me. Um, <laughs> it was nice of you to try. I did try. But the fact of the matter is, this hotel itself must be super effing creepy. Yeah. If it's, if it's inspired an entire series of American horror. Right. So, let me tell you about a little about Cecil. It was meant to entertain businessmen when it opened in 1924. Mm -hmm. And it did up until the crash in 1929. Okay. Uh, which point its reputation went downhill rapidly. Mm -hmm. After the crash. After the crash. It's in what is now Skid Row. Uh-huh. So it's filled with transients, and this yeah. is going back until the 1920s and 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, here are a few of the stories that are associated with it. The Black Dahlia was rumored to have had her last drink at the hotel before she ended up dead a few miles away. Oof. In 1962, Paula Otten jumped from the ninth floor window, killing herself and a pedestrian who was walking below. Who's the Who's Paula Otten? Just some woman. Just someone. Okay, just a okay. That same year, Julia Moore jumped from the eighth floor window, and Helen Duren jumped from the seventh floor window. Hmm. There's three suicides. Okay, that's kind of interesting because if if. If we were to go back and look at her footage of her pushing the yeah. buttons on the the lift again, she if she's if and this is my assumption because I don't know how elevator lift buttons are set up because why would I know that? But if if they are all odd on the side, she would be traveling to every floor where the women where those women had jumped off of. Oh, the, I never even realized. Ninth. Oh no, eighth. Ninth, oh, I thought seventh, eighth, and ninth. I thought you had said something else. Helen jumped off the seventh. Julia jumped off the eighth, and Pauline jumped off the ninth. 
Bourdain had, had, I believe, just had an argument with her husband, wrote the suicide note, and then jumped off and killed the person on the road below her. Mm-hmm. Gets worse. Mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez. Do you know who Richard Mar- Ramirez is? Should I? No, because you're not a crime junkie like okay. I am. <laughs> he is the Night Stalker. He was convicted of 13 murders, uh-huh. 5 attempted murders, and 11 sexual assault, assaults, plus 14 burglaries. Committed in 1985, he lived at the Cecil the whole time. Weirdly, because people suck, American, uh, Austrian journalist Jack Unterweger took a room in the Cecil in 1991 mm-hmm. because he was doing an article on Ramirez. Uh, ride along gave him a police ride along gave him the ideas as to where to look for victims, and he killed three before he left Los Angeles to consider a bloody spree. <coughs> it's never had a sterling reputation, and in I did. Read a first-hand first-hand story of someone whose father, or second-hand, I guess, whose father took a room there in 1964, and her dad, which leads this is her story, which leads right into my dad's haunted hotel experience. Every time he told the story, I could feel the fear coming off him in waves, and even after so much time has passed, he claims he went to sleep that night in his room in the Cecil, only to awaken with the feeling that he was being choked. He was bathed in a cold sweat and couldn't move or call for help. He felt hands around his throat but could not see anyone. He literally thought he was going to die in that room. Finally, the feeling left him. He bolted out the door and ran downstairs to the front desk. Mm. Right below that, uh, right before he had stayed there, Goldie Osgood, known as the Pigeon Lady of Perishing Square, was choked to death. In that room? In, they don't know. Okay. In 1964, right before he had that experience. So, so just a shady motel in a shady part of town. Well, so they rebranded it in 2011. How'd that go for him? Well, then uh, Elsa Lamb stayed there and had died in a water tank and had Well, and then they made a show about it. Yes, and I believe in 2015, someone else died there mysteriously. So it's not doing very well for Mm -hmm. them. Um, Cheap, though, probably? It's very cheap. Now, in (laughs) in the theme of the show here, which is to not debunk these things, Mm -hmm. but at least provide... A rational explanation for it. A little bit of skepticism. I would say that if I was ever going to believe a place was haunted, it would definitely be this oh, yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if ever I was to believe that some death was weird and had a bigger story, <laughs> conspiracy be, theory behind it, it'd be a less Elsa Lamb. However, it is in a really appalling part of LA. We used to live there. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a part that I went to once and I would never want to go back to again. Mm-hmm. You are looking at people there that aren't taking the best care of themselves. Mm-hmm. This is not a place for... Um, There's just no polite way to say it, but generally it's we're talking about members of society who probably don't have the best shot in life. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they don't end up in the best way in life yeah. is not as surprising as it should be. Mm-hmm. The police presence there has a lot to deal with, so that's probably why a lot of them go unsolved. Also, it's a hotel. I reckon if I looked into almost any hotel in great detail, oh yeah, you would find a any, dozen deaths. Any hotel that's as old as this yeah. one sounds like. At it some is. point, I will look into the Chateau Marmont, which is one of my favorite restaurants and hotels in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I used to eat there all the time, and it's gorgeous and fabulous and 
famous and full of dead people. I'm sure full of dead people. So one day I'll look into that. Yeah, yeah. But that was how I went from the very modern elevator game mm-hmm. into the legend of the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Yeah. One of the most haunted buildings in the world. Definitely. It's interesting because the the um the elevator game sounds what's the word? Not benign. It's no, it is benign. It sounds very like the game itself sounds very like Unless you mess up very key things, the the legend says that something bad is going to happen to you. Yeah. But it is interesting that something that doesn't seem to be a super popular sort of legend has attached itself to a very sort of... Yeah, and I will say that I think when we go into these other rituals, one of the biggest problems with a lot of them is they require 50,000 mirrors and six black candles and... <laughs> Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. And honestly, the elevator game involves you being able to have access to an elevator that goes to more than, or 10 floors or more. You're going to be in a hotel. That is very lowly traveled, because if anyone gets onto it with you, other than the woman at, at floor five. five, the game is void. Yeah. The ritual's void. You have to start all over. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it d- mine. It is a bit like the, um, it is a bit like, the, it is probably just like the Bloody Mary thing, which is a really, po- I don't know, is that thing in the in England? It was never a thing that I'd heard of, but it would be a cool one to look into. Yeah, so that was a very, and I think it's just a thing, you know, you're like 12 or 12 to 15, and you're like, we you want to go to the elevator and do the elevator game, and everyone's like, no man, like, I'm not scared, but I just, I don't, what if it is real? You know, it's that sort of thing. That's exactly, it's, 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 and yet, you know what, for all my skepticism... It could be real. I'm never doing it. No, never, because I know I would get to the 10th floor and be like, nope. I'm never doing it. Nope. If a woman got on the 5th floor with me, <laughs> like, I'm done. I would just like walk off screaming. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done. Um, so that is, that is my legend. So we're back and Adam's going to tell us about Slenderman. Yeah, but I'm going to start with a poem by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Okay, what is it with poems? I'm not doing this uh, every week. <laughs> uh, neither am I, but this is um, this is good because this is a, a, a nice historical tie-in for the, the thing I'm about to talk about. Okay, and can you have you practiced it? No. Okay. Which is a, a problem that I'm sure if it rears its head again, we will address properly. Or we won't and we'll just be flying by the seat of our pants every time we have a poem. But this poem is is called Earl. I think I think with the umlaut, it's Earl Koenig. Uh, that's like my one year's worth of German at university, really paying off for me. Um, we, it translates to Earl King, and it's a it's a story about the king of the elves. It's old German folklore. So this is the the translation to English. Who rides so late through night and wind? It is the father with his child. He has the boy well in his arm. He holds him safely. He keeps them warm. My son, why do you hide your face in fear? Father, do you not see the elf king? The elf king with crown and cape. My son, it is a streak of fog. You dear child, come, go with me. Beautiful games I play with you. Many colorful flowers are on the beach. My mother has many a golden robe. My father, my father, and do you not hear what the elf king quietly promises me? Be calm, stay calm, my child. Through dry leaves the wind is sighing. Do you, fine boy, want to go with me? My daughter shall wait on you finally. My daughter shall lead the nightly dance, and rock and dance and sing to bring you in. My father, my father, and don't you see there the elf king's daughters in the gloomy place? My son, my son, I see it clearly. There shimmer the old willows so gray. I love you. Your beautiful form excites me, and if you're not willing, then I will use force. My father, my father, he's touching me now. The elf king has done me harm. It's a little weird. 
It horrifies the father. He swiftly rides on. He holds the moaning child in his arms, reaches the farm with great difficulty, and in his arms his child was dead. So. Well, that was. Very uplifting, wasn't it? Weird in so many ways. <laughs> Great job of poetry. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, no problem. Um, So this is sort of a, an interesting way, jumping off point for getting into Slenderman, because there are several historical tie-ins to this, to this folklore. Okay. Um, I'm coming at this from, like, a total noob. Yeah. Like, I know nothing yeah. other than those little girls that... Believe in it. Right, which I'll go, I'll get yeah, into as sure. well. Um, so yeah, that's a story about the Earl King, the the Elf King. I think is okay. the translation. Um, basically, he's a tall, shadowy figure dressed all in black, and his big thing is that he kidnaps children. Okay. Um, this, and apparently inappropriately touches them. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's just probably just like weird translation from German. I hope, but you never know. So yeah, that's that, and that along with a few other. Bits of folklore. There's the Takenman from where they speak Dutch. Well, Holland. 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 That's the branch man. The Grossamana is another German bit of folklore. Tall man. Fardub, which is the Scottish I was trying to learn yesterday. Okay. That's the dark man. And then there's an Egyptian thing I'll get into. It's the thief of the gods. So Slenderman ties back to all of these in like one way or another. That is interesting because most of the first ones have a very Nordic Vikingy heritage. Yeah. But Egypt obviously that does not does not in no, any way. No, no. That's why that's why this is a very interesting sort of bit of folklore to dig into. Cool. So yeah, I'll just sort of start with uh, describing the Slender Guy. So he's described as in a very surreal sort of mythical way, but kind of eldritchy. So if you like read any H.P. Lovecraft, but lots of tentacles, very inhuman in a very weird way. He's they the any written account. Describes him as being around eight feet tall, but like inhumanly slim. He's got uh, he's wearing a black suit, like a like a formal suit with a red tie. He has no facial features to speak of. The big white globe on his head. Hands reach the ground from like his shoulder his shoulders. Okay. His, um, and people often describe tentacles coming from his fingers, and he will use those to like walk or stride under like short distances okay um he seems to have some sort of help like telepathic or psychic abilities because he doesn't use his voice to speak but he, he doesn't have a mouth no he has no mouth i have the mouth but i must scream but people you know uh and going back to the psychic abilities because he will communicate like almost telepathically he can like implant ideas into his victim's minds people think that he can teleport he can either teleport or he can be in two places at the same time he's just very there's not a lot of super solid backstory, which is what sort of makes him so creepy. Okay. And his thing as well, when, like choosing a victim, it seems that if you start doing research on Slenderman, he chooses you at that point. Oh, so you're... Yes. Okay. So he, he has... I, I was watching... Um, but you're too old for his victim profile, right? Well, that's that's the thing is like, so he... Based on like the old German folklore, all the stuff like all the, the Holland and the German yeah. folklore, those characters tend to go after children. They're like cautionary tales. If you're mm -hmm. if you're bad, the gross amount will come out of the woods and kidnap you until you, you I until he catches you or you go back and tell your mommy and daddy what you did wrong. But he okay. sort of he sort of evolved into this in this modern folklore as sort of he will choose any victim of any age. Like regardless. Mm -hmm. His his thing is just it does seem to be like younger children. Like in the pictures that he shows up in He's like on. He's in the background of playground. So I keep smiling in all of these things because 
the idea of him showing up in pictures makes me dislike him. Mm. But. We'll get into that a little bit, too. So yeah, he, he he seems to enjoy stalking people who believe in him or who okay. choose to do research okay. on him. And what happens when you start to do this research is he he, does, he has like a lot of like electrical interference stuff. So if you catch him on video, you'll have audio and visual tearing, like tearing, like, okay. like fra- what is it, fracturing or something. Like the white noise stuff. Yeah, cell phones stop working, um, a lot of stuff like that. That's yeah, so that's sort of his like basic appearance. And now we'll sort of go back a little bit and dig a little bit into more of the origins, okay. the historical origins. So mo- more modernly, he has been seen in pictures, like just mm-hmm. random pictures of like, there's like a picture of a playground. We'll put it in the show notes. It's like the most popular picture, like photograph of him on the internet. It's a playground full of children and he's just like off in the woods being very, but there are some more ancient tie-ins mm-hmm. such as uh, Brazilian cave paintings in a national park called the Serra de Capivara. Where? Which are dated back to 9000 BCE. Wow. Um, and they depict an elongated character with weird arms leading children by the hand, sort of off. Well, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as well as the Brazilian cave paintings are Egyptian hieroglyphs that date back to the Pharaoh Wasner. I'm assuming that's how that's pronounced. They don't know how it's pronounced, so you can pronounce it yeah. any way you want. Wasner, because we spell it with a W. Um, and there's a carving of the thief in the tomb of the, hier- the hieroglyphics of the tomb. And it's, an, again, a strange fixture, uh, figure with multiple arms. Um, I'm not sure why he's called the Thief of the Gods. That's just, okay. that's just what the hieroglyph roughly translates to. So it sounds like the Brazilian depiction of him is fairly similar to the current depiction yeah, of him. Yes, absolutely. And then again, back to Germany, the, there was a woodcutter who did, like, that was the style of art, sort mm-hmm. of like, just some sort of joinery, um, called Hans Reckenberg? I can't read my own handwriting. But he, yeah. <laughs> but he did a uh, a wood carving called Der Ritter, which translates to the night. And it shows him like fighting this creature is a bit more of like human humanoid. Okay. Like human skull and stuff, but they think there's some tie-in there. But the more important tie-in that Reckenberg did was that he used to do highly anatomical, detailed wood carvings. Okay. And he did one of a skeletal, multi-limbed thing. And there were some arguments about whether or not Humanoid this, thing? Yeah. Like, bi- bi- uh, bi- limb, bi- bipedal. 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 Yeah. And with two arms, but with, like, extra arms and, okay. and creepy stuff. There are some arguments about the, sim- the symbolism of this, whether or not this is actually a Slenderman character, or if it's a if it's symbolic of war, because there was a war that was happening around the same time, or a plague, or... Or maybe it was you know, meant to be Slender Man. Normal legends. Yeah, yeah. The Grossamon was a this. He sort of ties into the woods like frequently. He's okay. Even in the modern stuff where he's often found in suburban settings, there tend to be forests or woods in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, this ties in with one of his ancient, uh, the ancient folklores. The Grossamana was a fairy who lived in the Black Forest and would chase errant children until they were captured or told their parents what they had done. Wrong. There are also like Romanian and English bits of folklore that I didn't bother going into because honestly, there's enough yeah, yeah. of a tie-in. Yeah. Yeah, he's also appeared in, in YouTube documentaries. These are all like very. So we've gone from super ancient, yeah, to more modern. To now very modern, yeah, yeah. There's not much in the middle, okay, in terms of when he shows up in folklore, and we'll get into why that is uh, okay. shortly. Um, but he also appears in some YouTube documentaries. Documentaries. These are very 
obviously staged and, and for show, but they're I found them very, very interesting, and it's very easy to fall down that rabbit hole. As Adam did, by the way, for the last couple <laughs> of days. For the last two days. I've been watching, so there were the two, and I watched these in university, so this is my second time watching okay. two of these. Uh, there was a documentary called Marble Hornets, and then one called Everyman Hybrid, and they're they're very fun to watch because they start with no implication of Slenderman being real. They're just, like, the Everyman Hybrid YouTube channel was staged as workouts for, like, on a budget, and then Slenderman just sort of, like, starts to show up and affect the people. And those those channels were active for, like, a decade, making these videos. Okay. Yeah, but they've never reached any sort of, like, mainstream success, and I'm not sure if that's because... I, I can posit as to why that was. So when Slenderman started coming back onto the scene, he, they, he like, hit the scene, got super popular, blew up on every possible kind of internet media, and then kind of became lame... Because of it. So he's the Kardashians of... He became so oversaturated that it became disinteresting. Um, so these channels never got that popular. Even though there is... There are very... There are very good uses of storytelling. They're clever. Yeah, they're very, very clever. I, I quite like them. Even though some of the things are a bit... A bit goofy. So yeah, when he shows up in that... In, the, in those bits of footage, you see like the audio and the visual pairing. Um, they talk about their power going out. Their cell phones getting cut. Reception getting cut. Um, and then you also see as the characters progress, um, they begin to get more irritable, um, because they're not, it, it's, the legend says that, like, when he starts to haunt you, you start, when he starts to haunt you, you fail to recognize the difference between reality and what, like, your mind is making up, and you start sleeping less, become frustrated, you suffer from horrible migraines, nosebleeds, stuff like that. So that's sort of what he does, and then eventually, um, you either disappear, or you go crazy enough that you become like a slave. You become like his mind servant, okay, and you end up acting on his behalf on the people around you. And what does he want you to do? He, he it's a bit like, like what's his goal? That's the thing is like so when the children would go missing in the old German folklore, they would just go missing. He would leave mutilated carcasses of animals hanging from trees, or in the Everyman hybrid videos, he like cuts up a bunch of deer and stuffs them in garbage bin bags. Um, but the children just go missing. Mm-hmm. There's no, they, and they never come back. There's no sign that they're killed or eaten. They just okay. go away. But with the with these, and that's what's kind of interesting about the YouTube. Notice videos. that the skeptical okay yeah. comes out of my mouth a lot when we talk about yeah, these things. Of course, when yeah. I was editing the last one. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, when you have no evidence, it yeah. doesn't support a positive that this thing exists. No, but I have to say, this is one of those legends that I didn't realize it went yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, Just start from the. How about that? Just pause Stop. it then? Yeah. All right, I'm recording again. Okay. Okay. Wow, that was terrifying. Mm hmm. Oh my god, what have I done? Okay. No, okay, it's recording. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Very laggy right now. This kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> okay, so for if this works, for anyone listening at home, right after Adam talked about how Slenderman, is Slenderman real. <laughs> ruins your setups, we've been using this setup and now recorded 
six or eight podcasts total? Cause oh, at least. Ben's does his. Yeah, you've done your six. Or and six. yet we seem to have, as it, soon as he starts researching Sunderland, uh, our podcast seems to have broken. Some sort of electrical interference here. So we've got the EMF reader. This is not going to be recording at all, I don't think. Uh, okay, hit stop. And let's just open, just open a new file. I, I can't. I can't.